Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SmackDown Double Down. I'm your host, Colin Tester of WrestleZone.com, and joined by Robert DeFelice tonight. Robert, how you doing? Colin, we threw it back. We got some old school SmackDown vibes. We got a digital fist. We got Teddy Long in here. He's trying to put people one-on-one with The Undertaker. I guess he doesn't know how things work these days, but I'm doing pretty good. SmackDown was a ball. SmackDown was a ball. It was fun. Uh, you know, just short of an actual fist for the set. I mean, there's a lot to like about the show. I think it'll really deliver it in a lot of ways, and obviously we'll talk about it. And before we do, just want to remind you all of this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on any number of streaming plat- platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So leave a like, subscribe. We appreciate you. So, Robert, tonight we did have a throwback episode of SmackDown. We were talking last week. We didn't know what to expect. We were hoping for an actual fist for the set. Didn't get it. We would got a nice CGI you know, you know, a graphic fist, and that was fine. But I couldn't help but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the main event first, but just as a general, like, aesthetic kind of thing. They had a weird, like, presentation where it was this, like, retro show, and it was, like, they had the real old-school logo, but then they all, they're also using, like, the original SmackDown logo. It was kind of like an, an anachronism where it was, like, you know, this weird uh, combination of timelines in a way. I don't know. It's a little interesting like that. But I liked, I don't know. I'm, I usually like these shows. They're pretty fun. You know, okay, so I found out later because I don't pay attention to the Fox network like that. That it's a Fox thing, they were doing throwback all week and all weekend, so that makes more sense. They were not prepared for this, they did like a random throwback 80s intro, but they were also like, Here's SmackDown from the 2000s, but we're gonna use the 99 logo. Um, Michael Cole in his denim gear looked great. Yeah, looked looked awesome. That was his gear in the No Mercy video game and the SmackDown Two video game. Big uh, nostalgia vibes there. Pat McAfee dressed like Vince McMahon. It was fine for what it was from a presentation aspect, but you can tell this is more of a gimmick that was thrown on them than it was, you know, something they were planning for. That's fair. And I, I mean, I, I saw a lot, a lot of positive feedback, and we're getting definitely a lot in the comments here. Craig Backlund saying, good show, I love the throwback theme. Michael Kent saying, best SmackDown of the year. I don't know about that. For me, that's still last week by and far. Anyway, we did have uh, the referees in the throwback outfits. I thought that was fun. As Nesha Curse pointing out, they had the, the blue shirts. Um, I thought that was a very, a very nice touch. If they have those, they should just use them. It's a subtle thing that actually makes the shows feel separate. Yes, I, I do like that. And... Uh, Maybe they, it'd be cool if they did bring that back, and I would. I hope they would. Um, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. It is nice to have that that kind of separation where, where you have this supposed brand split, even though it's obviously um, all but dead in, in many in many ways. But uh, that'd be one way to kind of actually do, uh, differentiate them. But definitely, a lot of you know people seem to be happy with the show. Emmanuel Frega, sorry if I may not pronounce that right. This was a pretty enjoyable SmackDown. I really enjoyed the throwback theme, and it was fun. I mean, it wasn't perfect or anything, but. Um, I thought, like, even beyond, let's go beyond the aesthetics here. We got a couple big things tonight. And I guess at the, at the very top of that list, Jimmy Uso is back. Michael Kent saying, Big Oos, Jimmy is back. Uh, you know, it seems like a lot of people are excited about this. I know I am. Nick Batson saying, the Usos and Roman Reigns, best heel faction in the last 15 years. Wow, that's high praise. That is, uh, it, that's, you know, people have their opinions. That's fine. But, like, I don't know, man. That's heavy. But, you know, and I, maybe maybe they could get there, right? We we got to see tonight. Uh, I will say I was a little 
confused and that's what they were going for they they were trying to like sow these seeds of doubt you know we had the beginning of the show roman and jay came out they're bragging about uh you know dan o'brien getting retired and we'll talk about dan o'brien later in the show as well because there's definitely a lot to talk about there but uh and they said basically hey we brought someone in to replace dan o'brien someone that's actually going to acknowledge the tribal chief here comes jimmy uso for the first time since wrestlemania 36 on account on the on the, on the calendar robert that was like a, a year ago and in in you know in <laughs> lifetime in terms of like you know, living life during this pandemic that feels that's like five. 20 years ago you know like... um but yeah jimmy uso's back and like it feels like it's been forever so ironically a part of this uh part of that that dynamic where it's like it feels like it's been so long is that you know it kind of just if he, he feels fresh he feels like this is a nice and fresh character he comes out he hugs jimmy and or sorry he hugs jay and roman and it seems like this nice happy reunion uh and then we get um cesaro versus seth rollins and there's also a rematch teddy long comes out it was very fun uh definitely a big part of my childhood there uh that was, that was like the, my peak era of smackdown you know 2008 2010 that era uh, so I was I, I popped for that. That was great. That he was like at the top of my list for guys I wanted to see tonight. So thankfully they brought him in, uh, and we we got to see Th- uh, Cesaro beat um, Seth Rollins with the stipulation from Teddy Long that if Cesaro won that match, he would go on to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania Backlash for the title. Of course, as you might predict, uh, Cesaro won. Cesaro won that match, uh, but not without a little help. Uh, Seth Rollins basically argued with Usos at ringside, and then he kind of shoved Jey uh, Uso down, leaving Jimmy Uso to kick him in the face, and that pretty much cost him the match right then and there. Uh, Would have liked to see uh, Cesaro get the clean win there, but I did like how this kind of set off this branching storyline throughout the night and i've commented on this before but this is something that smackdown does very well where you know they kind of just they weave together these story these segments throughout the night uh and it's this like kind of you know living story where it's not just like one segment here walks one segment there you know they follow up on things kind of throughout the night and i thought it worked very well tonight we had to see seth rollins and uh, roman reigns interacting backstage uh, i thought that was very cool that's something i've been hoping to see for a very long time now and then this back and forth with Jimmy and Jay, like, you know, are you are you with me? Are you against me? Are you with Roman? You know, and that's what led to the end of the show. Uh, and basically Roman's like, hey, you can either stand with me or you can go home and tell your kids why you're sitting on the couch. I thought that like Roman's great. Uh, Roman is still doing great stuff. Uh, and in the end, uh, Cesaro attacked Roman and Jay and uh, Jimmy came back in the ring trying to help. But then he got his ass kicked, too. And uh, Cesaro stood tall. So Cesaro, Cesaro looked great. And I'm curious what to hear what you think about this, Robert, because to me, this is kind of a, an indecisive ending in that, like, it's not like Jimmy said, you know what, Roman, you're right. I'm on your side. It was more like Jay, uh, Jay was getting attacked. So Cesaro came in and tried to help him. That's how I read it. So I don't know. You know, to me, that's more of like a, is he really on Roman's side or is he trying to help his brother? Like, I kind of like that essentially a, kind of a cliffhanger. I always like when, when they're done well, I think cliffhangers are great. And that, that was kind of a nice one we got tonight. What do you think? Well, I like so he clearly was coming back to save his brother. But Cesaro beat all of them now. So now he has to answer to all of them because now Jimmy owes Cesaro a receipt. Jay has fallen in line. Roman and Jimmy will have this tension. I do think it all leads to uh, them holding all the gold, which is great. But great SmackDown. I like that Jimmy isn't stupid and acknowledges the past. I also would have preferred if we fast forwarded where Jimmy could say, Hey, and I've been talking to you about this off camera. I've been talking to you about this at home. Like, what are you doing? What is this? 
because they are family. So like, I'm sure they can just, they met during Christmas, you know, they met over their uh, WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, yeah. Like you could have had this conversation. This is a conversation that could have been had. I would prefer to see, and I'm interweaving things here, but Naomi needs to just drop the Lana thing and get involved in this. Cause this is good. They all came across like stars, like people who know what they're doing on the mic and in the ring. Good stuff all around. Cesaro looks great. Rollins feels a little off, but all around very intrigued as to where all these characters go moving forward. What do you mean about Rollins at least? Well, so and this is just me. I feel like he hasn't he's been in kind of treading water ever since losing the title to the fiend, and that was almost a year and a half, almost two years ago. So I just feel like he's now at a point where the Messiah thing is kind of dead, but he's not burn it down. He doesn't know where he's going. He feels very out of place right now. I think that's fair. Uh, and I, I, I said it when he came back. I, I still think he should have come back as a baby face, freshen him up. Because I think even even that was back in January, you know, the the Messiah character really was kind of, you know, over i guess kind of on thin legs at least back then and now it's already may so yeah like i think he's been doing some good work i've liked some things we've gotten you know in this feed with uh, cesaro i liked we saw knight in that you know finally we got this interaction with seth rollins and roman reigns i think that's been long overdue because it's been like this you know elephant in the room where you've got roman reigns doing his thing on smackdown seth rollins got drafted there and yes he took some time off but like ever since seth came back earlier this year there's still been like this weird lack of interaction there so i was glad we got that tonight um but yeah i think seth like several people on smackdown does feel like they're if not out of place that they are kind of floating around a little una- uh, a little aimlessly in that you know it's unclear where they are going um and yeah now now tonight it's uh, to me like him interacting with roman is significant in that like you know that's the the universal champion and and i would expect that to lead somewhere but if it doesn't um yeah, I don't know where, where he goes from here. I do like the idea about Naomi getting involved. Um, and yeah, DJ Cassidy pointed out she did send out an interesting tweet. I think she right after the main event segment of uh, Jimmy getting involved in this brawl with Cesaro and uh, Roman and Jay, she she said uh, something along the lines of like, you know, beat him up and then come home or, or something like that. Uh, so, man, yeah, she's obviously paying attention to this. So, yeah, I mean, they are family. It's yeah. it's weird that they moved her from SmackDown in the middle of all this. Because this is this could help her, you yeah. know. This could be that boost that she needs. Because Naomi's been there longer than almost all of them. I think even longer than Jimmy and Jay, as far as the main roster. So yeah. it'd be nice to see her get this boost. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. I think that'd be really good for her. Uh, now, Robert, you said you want to see Reigns and the Usos win all the titles. Uh, Emmanuel Frego kind of on the opposite end here, hoping Cesaro wins the Universal title and Mysterio's win the, so the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Yes, Mysterio's have earned a, well, I guess they've been given a SmackDown Tag Team Championship shot uh, at WrestleMania Backlash. They, WWE announced this match you know, a little bit before SmackDown tonight. Um, and we've seen a little bit of a build for this, but I, to me, it's still, it would have been a little... Well, nice to have that as a more direct setup, like, you know, they they beat him in a, in a match or something. Like, we, we've seen this. It just felt like a little like out, not out of the blue, but just a little underdeveloped in that sense. But regardless, we'll, we will see this match. We'll see back backlash. And I've got to think that 
the Mysterios are going to win. You know, they're, they're, they literally in the announcement, they're like, can Mysterios become the first father-son duo to win the titles? I've got to imagine they're going to do it. And if they're going to go that way, why not have a B-Bus Mania backlash? Uh, you know, the, the Dirty Dogs already had the title since November. So, actually, not, not November, January, that is. Uh, so I think it's pretty good. It'd be a good, good time to do it. And, you know, we, we've talked about it before. SmackDown's doing some great stuff right now, but... You know, put put the titles on Mysterio, see what they could do. The Dirty Dogs haven't done a whole lot with them. You know, they feud with the Street Profits, and that was that was fine. Um, and they had they had that fa- that fatal four way match on the show before WrestleMania. But otherwise, you know, they've been a little good. Like I said, guy like Seth Rollins floating around aimlessly. So they're the tag champions, but this is I think the best direction for him. I don't know if you agree or not, but so I know it's uh, it's becoming like a trademark for me on this show to go. Well, here's my problem with this, and I'm going to say this. Twice the exact same issue. If you gotta put the belts on the damn stereos, you put them in Raymond James Stadium and you let them win <laughs> titles in front of people. Like, what? Do you, why do we need to see them win at WrestleMania Backlash? I I want to see it because God knows, Dirty Dogs, two of my favorite wrestlers, but they're not doing anything. Yeah, you know. So sure, let me see the Mysterios win, but do it in front of people. I mean, it's hard because, like, you know, WrestleMania is increasingly kind of in the in the rearview mirror now. So, like, I, I I'm with you in that. Like, yeah, I wish you know they did that for the mysterious WrestleMania. I wish they did that for Natalia Tamina WrestleMania because clearly yep, these are the directions. That's the other that, one. Yeah, uh, th- that's the direction that it very much looks like they're going anyway. But you know, at this point, it seems like we're not going to get another live show like WrestleMania until probably SummerSlam. that would be my guess based on what we're seeing here um and that's 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 a lot that's a ways away so you know they, they should have obviously it's easy that you're saying oh they should have done this but no there's there's a very valid criticism in that they they should have maximized the use the maximized the potential and the opportunity of having that live crowd diverse mania by having an entire time to me and we talked about it to me got cheered so she very yeah. much should have won the titles there. Uh, and yeah, the, the Mysterios weren't even on the card, but they should have been because they should have gotten the titles there. That would have been a very cool moment for them. Uh, and I, in, in hindsight, yes, I wish they got the titles there. Um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, a win, at this point, we've got to kind of accept that it will just be a while until we do get another show of fans. So we're going to have to get just like, you know, get used to it. Well, that. I think we're talking SummerSlam. Yeah. And. The good news is it looks like once that happens, the Thunderdome will be retired and they'll return to full-time touring. I don't know. We'll see. I just, I I mean, I think that is the case based on what we've been hearing. WWE president Nick Khan said, like, once they do another show live fans, that will be the return of their touring schedule, you know, and they, they it may not be exactly what it was, but it won't be a one another one-off. It will be the return of some semblance of a touring schedule so uh but yeah that will be in august presumably they might move it up maybe not i don't know but regardless that will be that will, that will be a couple months you know whenever it may be it's not going to be next month you know we're gonna have to wait some time so it's you know. it's just weird to me that like dominic hasn't wrestled in front of a crowd yet yeah and he's such a big part of the show and a normal part of the show you know Tribal Chief Romans only had one match in front of people. I'm kind of ready in that way to get back to people because the Thunderdome feels more and more disconnected from reality every time we see it. I'm I'm entirely with you in that. Yeah, you know, 
I've gotten so used to it in a lot of ways. We talked about this around WrestleMania time. It's weird to imagine this return to touring, but at the same time, like, you know, there's something so disingenuous about the, the piped in cheers and everything. Like, you know, when Jimmy came out tonight for the main event segment, if there was a crowd there, he would have gotten cheered, I think. And the stuff like that, or when he came out uh, for the beginning of the show, that would have been a, a nice moment for him. And then you have the piped in cheers and it's like, it's, it's obviously not real. And then like anytime there's a heel cutting a promo and the, 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 the fake booze. And then when, when it's a match and they pipe in the, this is awesome chance. It's all just this very weird, like simulation. And, like, and then you get uh poor Tom Phillips going, Oh, the WWE universe showing their appreciation for this. <laughs> I will never right? forget that. It's, it's oh just, man. It's, it's so weird. It's very so weird. weird. So I, I, I do hope that, Let's let's say if it is SummerSlam that that will be the 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 end of the Thunderdome era. Uh, as good as it has been, and as as cool as the Thunderdome can be in some ways, uh, I I've, I've said it. You know, I think it was WrestleMania time as well. Like I've always kind of wished that they did something akin to the uh, the Capital Wrestling Center for NXT. I think that's a nice like compromise. You know, where it's you get some live people there, and even if it's not, they're not fans per se. It's like it's still that that atmosphere. Uh, and then we saw that earlier in the pandemic where they had you know, the performance under talents there, you know, being told to cheer. And that's not much better, but, you know, it's better than to completely fake cheers. I don't know. But hopefully the final era is on the home stretch here, even if it is uh, another couple months. So, uh, and yes, as uh, Zahari pointing out, yes, we definitely, safety is the top priority here. So I'd rather have the Thunderdome than them doing the return of shows. I mean, that. look. Tony Khan has stated Double or Nothing is a full crowd. So there it is. It's already happening in mainstream wrestling. So WWE can't be too far behind. I have to think that's the case, you know, just knowing or, you know, from what we hear about WWE, what, what the, you know, the perception of Vince McMahon is that like, you know, he doesn't want to be in second place in that sense. You know, I'd have to imagine that's going to be the case. Um, even let's say it's maybe I heard they were hoping to return to touring in July ish. So maybe, maybe that's the case. Maybe not uh, regardless. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Um, but we got more comments. hoping to see uh, Natalia and Tamina winning the, t- the title next week. And I've got to imagine that's the case. We're going to get this tag title match next week between Natalia and Tamina, uh, Natalia, Tamina and uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Um, Barring some really convoluted thing where we get a screwy finish there and then they do the match on pay-per-view, I've got to think that uh, Natalia and Tamina are going to win there. Robert, we talk about it every week. Like, I've had enough of Baszler and Jax. I've had, I had enough in January and we're still here. It's like it's past time to just to move on here. Uh, it's wild both- to me that we're saying uh, we're still talking about Tamina and Natty getting a tag title shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they have to win. And uh, can't we saw uh, similar to other other builds here? Not the best build for this one. We saw Reginald versus Ni- uh, Tamina tonight, um, and that probably went as you might expect. Reginald did some flips. Tamina beat him up a little bit, and then Shane Blazer got involved for a DQ. Um, Robert, Robert, like I don't want to bash Reginald here, but like this dude is like, so he's always there. <laughs> like I don't know. If, like, <laughs> I just, I just, uh, well, hold on, do not get away from this. Your northeast just popped right out of you. This dude is like, look, I get it, I get it, I feel you. This dude is. Have they explained why he can wrestle women? By the way, no. why can nobody else wrestle women? Why can't we do intergender wrestling? But Reginald can. 
Why? I don't, I don't know. There's no there's no explanation. It's like he's there. He can do flips. He's like not. I guess in, in their mind, he's not an actual wrestler or whatever. So like that's how it's quote unquote acceptable. And like you know, we've to to clarify, we see intergender wrestling through all throughout independent wrestling. But like for WWE, it is this very much like thing you do not see. And then when they do it, it is it is stuff like this. It's stuff like um Carmella and James Ellsworth and that kind of stuff. Becky Lynch and James James Ellsworth, I should say. But I don't know. Like yeah, like there's been no explanation for this. But we still keep seeing Reginald kind of tried out there for this match. He was in a, a tag team match a couple of weeks ago. Um, DJ Garcia seeing Reginald for Women's Champion. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I I wonder how like what what his future holds if we do get um, Natalia and Tamina beating Jackson Beezer next week. Uh, do they keep him with with Jax? I I don't know. I no. doubt it. I I don't think they know what they want to do. I think they're just doing. I do think he ultimately costs them the match, but we'll see. I hope so, because then that, that way, that's a pretty easy uh, road to having Jackson Bezos split up, something I've been uh, rooting for for quite a while now. And They've like been that's... paired together for basically a year at this point. It's pretty wild. Yeah, and like I said, I <laughs> I was ready to move on maybe by like last september definitely by this past january and now it is may and i i am i've had enough but uh we you know let's say if if natalia and tamina doing that uh we've talked about it before robert the the women's tag division not very loaded right now because uh we saw carmella beat uh ruby ruby, ruby riot tonight and carmella's not even in the tag team so uh not sure what's going on there because like we, we what why would you not, you know, even, I don't know, like, it felt like a way to, like, why would you just make it the one, again, we talked about it, the one tag team, actual tag team in the, in the women's tag division be there. Oh, they don't care. They, they, they don't care. Because they don't care. They've never cared about tag team wrestling. They never cared, barely cared about women's wrestling. I don't know who thought they needed to merge the two and then split that merger into two separate Women's tag team titles. Although, side note, that women's tag team title match this week on NXT was an absolute freaking banger. I have not seen a tag team title match that good in a long time on WWE television. So, kudos to them. But yeah, WWE's uh, Divas Division, sorry, Women's Division needs needs a boost. They really do. And that, that's the crazy thing. This is the same company. And I know we, we make that argument about the differences between Raw and SmackDown. But like you have a match like that on NXT, you know, the women's tag titles. And then you look at the main roster here. Uh, as as friend of the show, Nando, pointing out, the, the main roster women's tag division is not looking too well. It's not. You know, we have Carmella beating Ruby Riot here. And it'd be one thing if she was in a tag team, but she's not. So like, and though, uh, it was also a three-minute match. So that that kind of goes to show you you know uh god give it divas a chance i feel it i feel it coming back on the horizon colin the problem is that and it's been kind of this hot topic lately but when you've got even marie coming back has been a big uh, talking point because like not that there's correlation necessarily but the, a lot of the narrative is that even even Marie got brought back, and yet Mickey James, the Iconics, Chelsea Green got let go. That's that's okay. hard to rationalize, and a lot of fans mind. It's it's not hard to rationalize because if you pay attention, you'd have heard about fifty times in the last year 
that Eva was under contract and they just kept waiting. Like she was supposed to be paired with Garza. Remember when Garza was doing that thing where he was giving roses out? Yeah. Not when he was like shoving them up the butts of uh, <laughs> Drew Gulak, but when he was giving them out, it was supposed to be Eva. Now Eva's actually back. Yes, you need to letting go of Mickey sucks. Who in the right mind like lets go of Mickey James if she's healthy and can go? I don't know. Letting go of the iconics, total mistake. I agree with those statements, but the Eva thing is separate. I know I, I'm, I'm I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, I was trying to clarify that. Yes, there is no like causation there. We do know that Eva Marie has been in the works and, uh, you know, they've had her in, in their plans for quite a while now and they've just now brought her in. I'm more saying that, like, if you look at it just in like a more broad sense, just kind of like a how it doesn't it's hard to understand, you know, that they have plans for her and they immediately bring her and use her yet. You know, Mickey James left in catering, Charles Green not used, the iconics misused my, by and large. Uh, that's where I think really where the, the the issue stems from, why people are so upset about it. So it does it's hard to understand like how they can, you know, find uses for Eve Marie and not those people. Not that it's like, oh, they they brought her all of that's part of the the narrative here. That's like, oh, they brought her in and Eva Marie is the new toy that they have a plan for because it's the new toy. When Eva, when Eva is around for three months and they've run out of plans for her, it's because she's no longer the new toy. Listen, I don't know how else to say it. It sucks, but that's the reality of the situation. You're right. You know, I'm I'm saying that's that's the frustrating part. It's like, and there there are some things about WWE here that it doesn't matter how much we sit here and get upset about it. Like it is just kind of the case of these patterns of things. And like, and that just sucks like that. We see this happen all the time. You know, I, I hate to make the comparison, but like tonight we saw Shinsuke Nakamura in this 10 man tag team match. And I've, he just, there's always someone in like, this was basically a survivor series tag team match. There's always one guy in those matches. That's like, why what are you doing here like the, the one of these things is not like the other and like that's no knock on shinsuke nakamura great wrestler hugely successful but just you know based on what we've been seeing from him the way he's been presented in recent months like the, he he it was the he was very much the odd the odd man out there and you know very much like that when he came in the hottest toy in the in the toy box you know this this great gift for the company he won the Royal rumble he has this great match for wrestlemania and then you know now just, just a couple short years later he's for by and large left off of smackdown not doing much when he is on he's losing and and now he's in this match and it just feels out of place and not the like, rea- he, like yeah the reality is uh, okay just to put a bow on the women's issue growth should never cease Okay, and I get that. We're always going to want to improve. We're always going to want to grow. And you should, because the minute you lose uh, desire to grow, you lose sight of what really matters. That being said, WWE can always point to, hey, you can't say the women aren't being utilized. Sasha and Bianca just made history at WrestleMania by becoming the first black women to headline WrestleMania. It's a fact. I don't like it, but it is a fact. You can always point to, well, there's never been more opportunities for women. We have five women's championships. You know, like you can always point to these ridiculous statistical based things, and they'll always use that as a backup. 
Now, in terms of Shinsuke and other men on the roster, quite frankly, almost everybody in that 10-man tag, it's ridiculous. It is. But again, not everybody can win all the time. What other cliche, what other corporate cliche can I give you? Look at Cesaro. Cesaro's getting his moment right now. Uh, what, a year ago, he was jobbing to Mansoor. It's like, there. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Okay, you're always going to have an excuse. You're always going to have an answer. It's just, you should. Because quite frankly, in the Attitude Era, D'Lo Brown had a spot in the card. Draws had a spot in the card. Godfather, everybody up and down had a spot and a meaningful one on the card. And I think that's something that is missing right now. And has been for a while, you know. And I, I don't know how to fix that. You know, beyond as we've as the kind of just the general narrative around WWE is by minus some huge institutional changes that just seems to be kind of a, you know, a, just the way things are. But uh, I do like this comment from Dietrich Cassier just to finish up on that point, saying we need to start the hashtag give women superstars a chance, not give divas a chance, but give women superstars a chance. I like that. Well, like yeah, that. because you can't say divas because no. that corporate terminology is gone. So, uh, look, and they'll find it'll probably just be give women a chance. And that can be a versatile hashtag for many different things. And I I see it on the horizon because the more I'm seeing of this women's division, it looks like the Charlotte Flair show on Monday nights. Rhea is a robot right now. Asuka's great, but Asuka, you know, is lost in the shuffle. I think you're going to start to see a lot of people say... We need we need another revolution for the women, which is weird. Very weird. They're gonna say it. Yeah, I mean, I I will say just uh, uh, going off what Stephen Chambers in the comments is saying. It's wrestling, and, and he's asking us to enjoy it. I enjoy it. I I enjoyed tonight's show. I I thought the Jimmy Uso stuff was great. I really enjoyed how that was done. Teddy Long came back, and I loved that. That was awesome. You know, there are all these things. the The reason it's like frustrating, and we sit here and say, "Oh, this is upsetting," or "This or this or this," is that they do so many other things well, and they they do make it easy to enjoy in, in many ways. They give us a fun show like last week. I should say last week was a great show. This was a fun show that I enjoyed. Um, and then there are there are these other recurring problems that you know that don't that that hamper that enjoyment. So yes, well as we say every single week, what we do what we do here at WrestleZone is enjoy wrestling, but we want it to be better. We don't want to, be, to sit here and say. Now that that being said, let's talk about the women. Let's talk about Bailey, who looked tremendous. Bailey got into the throwback spirit of Friday Night SmackDown and looked straight out of '90s MTV. I was here for it. She's out here calling out Bianca. She's talking about the past women superstars. She mentioned Jacqueline. You know, Bianca comes out, barely tries to single leg her. And at this point, I realized Bianca usually wears long tights. Bianca must not skip leg day once. Bianca's got a lot of definition on those legs and just about took down Bailey until... I think Bailey used her hair against her. She stepped on the braid. Genius. They're going to make Bianca cut this braid. When we get that hair versus hair with whomever, whether it's Sasha, Bailey, Lacey Evans, I don't care. When we get that hair versus hair match with Bianca, that's that's a money deal. And that'd be cool because that'll be that would in theory that would be a, a hair versus hair match that matters. Like when it was at first, it seemed like they're going to do Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville last year in a hair versus hair match. That would have been fine, and like obviously, it's it's important. But like for Bianca Belair, like her hair is a, like 
a very important characteristic where it's like she uses it as a weapon it's like one of the things she like and she uses it as a taunt and like so it's one of the things she's known for um so yeah i think that'd be a pretty cool way to really add uh assuming let's say it's a couple however long it may be whatever whenever that happens let's say it's against a, a really uh you know a really great heel then that's a way to make them look even better by like, you know taking her hair taking that 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 braid I, I think that'd be pretty cool Brendan Fernando i think this is the second week in a row he's got the, he's uh, chipped in the comment like this but he's saying uh going off of our conversation uh he feels like WWE can shut down the woman not getting a chance to talk if they put on a queen of the ring peacock pay-per-view robert this is a great idea and i want to see them do this like we've seen the may young classic like they, they can obviously do a women's tournament very well why not do this like it's put a little uh, put a, a very cool spin on the classic king of the ring do queen of the ring it is such a natural thing it's yeah a money idea. it's a money they, idea. they need to do this they need to do a lot more uh, like peacock exclusive specials like here's a two-hour king of the ring tournament here's a two-hour queen of the ring here's the may young classic which i do think we'll get when the pandemic is over over you know there's so much more that can be done especially with the women and I think they know, and I think it's just a matter of time. Yes. And I, more often than not, that's what these things boil down to. Uh, not everything, but, you know, some of the things that are frustrating, they do get better. They do, they're things that WWE is working on, or that if enough people, you know, I hate to say raise their voices about it, but, you know, if, if the, you know, if the internet or whatever, the, the fans just in general make their voices heard, then they, they, we can, then we can create change. And that is, that is one cool thing about, modern wrestling it's like especially coming out of wwe where you're where it's this big presence on social media people can influence them to do certain things whether it was daniel bryan whether it was uh the the, the first woman uh, robert as you said now we might be on the road to a, a second woman's uh revolution evolution whatever uh that the, there is that that power and that that is something that's pretty cool. see here's here's the reason i like the term divas revolution more than women's evolution evolution okay like look they're not they're not Pokemon, okay? They're not like they're <laughs> they're not like this. Well, we've evolved and we are our final evolution now, and we will. Women have reached the apex. Look, growth <laughs> continues in human beings till the day we die. Growth continues, so I, I don't feel like an evolution ever really ceases to exist. You know, it's got to keep going, yeah. and I think they reached their own apex, which was the main event of WrestleMania. And Twice. said, okay, that's good enough. See, here's the thing. You can't have a two-night WrestleMania just so you can continue to create these corporate fabrications of, but by God, the women headline mania. No, they didn't. Okay, look. The Edge, Brian, and Roman headlined mania. You had to split WrestleMania in two just to get the women to headline. I think Sasha and Bianca can headline a WrestleMania on their own. I don't think they needed to do it for the sake of representation. I think them being so good facilitated the representation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, there's a better way to do it, and I could go on and on for hours about this. But we, we got a time limit to keep. And I, I, look, I thought SmackDown was fantastic. I think what they're doing with Bianca is great. I think Bailey is like the most underrated top player that the company has. And I hope that one day we're talking about not only evolution, but just, hey, the women headlined SummerSlam. Not because they're the women, because that was the match 
that facilitated it. Hey, we're, the women's tag titles headlined because that was the match that facilitated it. You can do it all. Ronda Rousey has shown this. Um, you know, the Paige Van Zandt, all these women in the UFC have shown they can be top stars because they are that good. Same thing with WWE's women. You just got to keep giving them the opportunities. Sasha has taken every opportunity WWE's given her. And she is now making that Star Wars money. You know, like, that's how much of a star she is. Because she was given the opportunity to show that she is on that level. So it's all about opportunities. And they just need to keep getting them. 100%. And, Thank uh, you for coming to my TED Talk on women's <laughs> wrestling. Well said. You know, and I, it's true. You know, they have all these people, these, I should say these women, that are so talented that, that could very well be on that Sasha Banks level, maybe, maybe not quite there, but not not, not too far from it. Uh, if they get the opportunity, you know, women like Shotzi Blackheart, Mercedes Martinez, Casey Catanzaro, Frank Monet, all in NXT right now, all very, very talented. Uh, you know, maybe even Ember Moon, you know, all, there's so many talented people. And we just saw, like Robbie mentioned earlier, this past week, Candice LeRae, uh, Indy, Indy Hartwell, uh, Shotzi, and Ember stole the show, put on an absolutely incredible match. Um, absolutely phenomenal. So hopefully won't be too, too long before we see uh, some of these women coming up to the main roster and ideally getting used well and getting getting those chances to succeed. Uh, that's what it really boils down to. I'll touch on that real quick. Look, Shotzi Blackheart made for the main roster. Don't want to see her there because they're going to they're gonna go, oh, you're great. You're such a fun, spunky character. And then never do anything with her. Mercedes Martinez was supposed to be retaliation. And thank God she wasn't because she... Where's the rest of Retribution right now? Casey, fantastic. Has the American Ninja Warrior background. When it's time, she will be used. Frankie Monet could have headlined Mania this year. That's fact. Ty Valkyrie is that damn good. And she just needs to be uh, ingratiated in the WWE system. And she'll be up on the main roster very soon. I certainly think so. And just to, to wrap up on that that part of it, I like this comment from Nando saying, changing the, the diva revolution into the women's evolution pushes down the importance that AJ Lee had in women's wrestling. And that kind of pairs with what you said earlier, Robert, where it's like, yeah, you know, it's this revolution. Evolution never stops. And that, that is something that kind of gets lost um, in not in translation, but like that, that it's it's off viewed as this thing like that happened rather than it's still happening. And that in some ways it feels like that's the case where it's like, you know, because what we've been saying that these things are still problems that, that, you know, the woman had a three minute match tonight and then what, you know, all these things that the evolution happened where it should still be ongoing. So hopefully we'll, you know, things will get better, but uh, we'll have to just wait and see on that one. Uh, something that hasn't really gotten better, at least in my mind, uh, Robert, I'm still not digging Apollo Cruz's new gimmick. We saw him tonight and now I, admit, I looked away for a second. So they panned away and they, they came to this backstage scene and it was standing. It was Apollo. He had a commander Aziz and like, it was kind of dark. So I didn't really see it very clearly for a second. So I thought that he had like other soldiers or, or whatever. And I was like, oh, are they like going over the whole stable now? And they very well might do that anyway. But I thought they're doing that tonight out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, no. Because Robert, you and I have talked about it. It's like, literally, I'm not saying this to be like, whatever. It feels like they're very much leaning on Black Panther. These things that, like the, the Marvel superhero, these things that have become part of like pop culture. And they're trying. And let's yeah, we, I think, Robert, you, you, you yourself have said it. it's like Vince McMahon saw that and was like, oh, that's cool. Here's how I want to do it. And it's like, well, so uh, as long as so I didn't know when the gimmick first popped off that 
he actually has this heritage. I'm right. good with it. So like, here's the deal. This guy's getting used on TV, and he could have very easily been in that last class of releases a couple months ago. Yeah, The guy's getting used, so I'm good with it. I will say, though, I looked up and I went, it's not November. What are they like? It felt like a Survivor series. <laughs> it did. Promo it did. Where they, I was just like, yeah, survive. We're going to survive. Like, it felt very weird, but I do enjoy Apollo's gimmick. I enjoyed the Nigerian nail because yeah. it, it works. Um, Otis and Gable, not a fan. As it, look, they're good. Gable's better than anybody will ever give him credit for. Otis at one point was like the top baby face in the company, which is weird. Oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> Zane's great. Zane had the segment of the night, I think, with Teddy Long, where uh, Teddy Long is like, I know, I'll put you one on one with The Undertaker. I can't do that. I got it. You'll be in a 10 man tag team match. And then he said, uh, he said, You'll be with Otis Gable and King Booker. And he's like, oh, no, wait, uh, I can't do that either. King Corbin. They're very good. Uh, I thought it was very fun. I'm good know. with Apollo's gimmick. I'm good with Corbin getting the win. I'm good with the most protected finish in the business being the end of days. I do want him to get rid of the crown because I think Lone it's Wolf fine. Baron Corbin can do a lot. And I see we have in the comments here, Apollo, Biggie, um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, I want to see that fatal for you. I think it'll be a very fun mid-card match for the pay-per-view. But oh, yeah. where do we go after that? My, that's my thing now. Is, all right, then what? What are we doing here? Because you can't do WrestleMania Judgment Day or WrestleMania... What's pay-per-view night? <laughs> WrestleMania Money in the Bank. You know, you, you can't... You, you're already stretching it by doing WrestleMania Backlash. You have to establish that that season is over. Now, here we go with the new one. It does feel like WrestleMania Backlash, we've talked about it before. Uh, it is this very much a show that's a lot of replay. That is, it is WrestleMania Backlash. So, uh, yeah, a lot of this stuff is just kind of, you know, repeating or at least going on a similar path from WrestleMania. Whereas, yeah, I would hope that after that, I'm, we're going to get money in the bank, then Extreme Rules, and then it's SummerSlam. So I, I do hope that this show will be uh, a chance to kind of push forward, whether it's, uh, you know, not not in this match, but like, yeah, if it's the, the Mysterios winning the tag titles, if it's uh, Natalia and Tamina, even though it's not at that pay-per-view, right around that time, Natalia and Tamina winning the tag titles, this this a season of change. And I think that would be, that'll be very good, but it is fair to wonder. Like if we get, let's say we get this fate of four way match, it'll be a great match. I, I'm, I would look forward to that. Um, and then it probably would be money in the bank. So as Eddie Zahari saying, you, know, you could put Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Biggie in money in the bank. But then what, 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 what about Apollo? Like what, who's he going to face? You know, I thought he'd like, face Cesaro, but uh, probably not right now. I not right now. Based on what we've been seeing, we're probably going to get two Cesaro matches. We're probably going to get something that we're getting WrestleMania backlash. Now that's official. Probably going to get something screwy there. And then maybe another um, rematch of money in the bank. Um, so that would, and in this, in theory here, uh, this situation would leave Apollo Crews kind of out in the cold. Although sometimes we've seen the mid-card champions in Money in the Bank as well. That could happen too. So I did, I did see some people had a problem tonight with King Corbin getting the pin here. Uh, I think he pinned Nakamura and like both these guys were not 
at the the front the front uh, the forefront of this match right this was about the icy title guys the, the that's exactly why you needed corbin to get the pin because he needs something to keep him hot this dude at one point was in the main event segment of everything yeah. and right now he feels like an afterthought and he has for about the last year so that's True. exactly why you needed him to get the pin i'm good with it i'm good that he pinned nakamura i i I think, look, everybody else in that match has a strong enough character or is in the tag division in the case of Street Profits and Otis and Gable. So they're solid. Yeah. And I, I think that, that makes sense to me. Uh, and in that case, yeah, it's good that he picked up the win here. But like you just said about the IC title match, like, but what next? He picked up this win, but what now? You know, James, uh, Nando saying, uh, you know, that he could do with a repackaging, take him off TV, bring him back, give him a new persona. He's saying like a, a misfit style persona. Uh, but like, did, did you guys hear saying he could stick with Apollo? He could keep the crown if he teams up with Apollo. But we don't need be. that. Look, we, we look, Corbin, <laughs> Corbin is one of the legitimately badass coolest dudes on the roster the man does nothing but like eat steak and cook steak and you know drink some alcohol and smoke cigars like he is he's almost a relic of what used to be a top star and i think you need to tap into that and get him back to that level yeah and it's weird because like it's very clear it's been clear for a long while now that the the WWE management, Vince McMahon, whoever, whatever, like everyone phrase it, thinks very highly of him. They they will always like more often than not feature him on the show, have him in a fairly good spot. Yeah, right now he's in a you know a kind of a, like we said about other people, kind of floating aimlessly. But he picked up the win tonight, so that's you know indicative of the fact that they or they seem like they do like him. Uh, Eddie Zahari is saying bring and Robert you said this a couple minutes ago as well. Bring back the lone wolf gimmick, uh, but the hair give, let the hair grow back. You know. Maybe maybe something like something to that effect. Well, oh, uh, this completely I completely forgot. Uh, Stephen Chambers playing out. Uh, wondering when we'll see Alistair Black debut in the ring. No Alistair Black promo tonight. Not sure about that. I'm not going to read too much into that. We'll talk about it next week if there's no promo next week. Fair enough. Just worth noting. Worth noting. Uh, we can we can rate SmackDown, and I do want to talk about Dana Bryan because there's a lot going on there. So Robert, scale of one to ten, what do you think about SmackDown tonight? It's the throwback SmackDown. Eight point five. 8.5. Care to, care to explain why? Uh, look, it was. I like the Usos. I like Cesaro. I like Rollins. I enjoyed Sami Zayn with Teddy Long. Everything else needs some work, but solid where it needs to be. So 8.5. I wa- Michael kind of giving an 8. I'm going to go for an 8, and I usually grade pretty pretty nicely. Um and I liked a lot about tonight. I really like, like, if I if I graded just for the Jimmy Uso stuff, like all, all that stuff throughout the night, it'd be like an 8.5, if not higher. Um, some of the things that I didn't like so much drag it down. And I, I really like the Teddy Long stuff. You know, I, that 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 was great. Great uh, nostalgia thing. Um, Cesaro and Rollins, good match. Uh, and I'm, I like at least that they're building up Cesaro to at least feel like a, a threat to Roman, although it's pretty clear that he will not be the one to beat Roman. Uh, he, he looked great tonight. He stood tall. It was good for him. And as a, as a Cesaro fan, I like to see that. Uh, the Nando giving it an 8.2. Stephen Chambers with an 8. It is hard with an 8. It seems to be the median, although some exceptions. DJKSA giving it a 2.5. Not for everybody. You know, that's obviously it's a, a 2.5 live. <laughs> good one. Uh, you know, it's 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 a sub, it's a subjective show. Like you can love it or hate it or anywhere in between. So 
Um, I thought it was a good show. I guess the, the only pr real problem I had with it is just the comparison. It's like last week was so good, and like tonight wasn't bad by any means. And you know, it was, it was a fun show, and I liked it. But you know, if I'm if I I, I think I gave last week a pretty darn high score, so it would have been hard to you know give tonight a, a comparably high score when it was a bit of a drop off like that. Uh, but it was a very good show. I did enjoy it a lot. Uh, Laura Rock gave me a seven point nine as well. Um, I'm getting called a Debbie Downer. SmackDown was awesome. It was a fun show. I'm not trying to knock it. All right. I enjoyed it. I'm just Colin saying. Colin is anything but a Debbie Downer. Stop it. I appreciate He's, it. You know, look. I, I try to approach things from an angle where, like, I enjoy wrestling. That's what I'm all about. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit here saying that, you know, everything's great. Hooray, hooray. You know, everything's fantastic. There, there are some things tonight that I didn't like, and, and that's fine. But Robert, I do want to talk about one thing before we get out of here, because the news broke that last week, Dana Bryan's contract expired. And that makes me very sad because like if he le like, OK, let's let's uh, he might um, chances are he'll, he'll resign. Right. I think that there, there's probably some truth to that, although we've talked about it for weeks now. All the interviews about him saying like transitioning into a part timer, all these things, his family, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like, could he actually leave? Like, like what, what's going on here? And now it's like. I don't know. Like that, that caught me off guard. Like, I knew it was coming up, but so it caught me off guard to too. And uh, my boss reports it, and I, I, I like it. I think Daniel Bryan needs to leave. I think he needs to leave, and here's why: Daniel Bryan, and we're past Wednesday now. But had Daniel Bryan popped up on the Blood and Guts edition of Dynamite, that would have been the coolest thing to happen in the world of wrestling. In years, the guy who's in the main event of this past SmackDown, the guy who's in the main event of Mania, pops up on AEW. What message does that send? How do the ratings go up? What what does this change for WWE? I I'm more into the idea of he can build it so much more from the outside, and then go back. You know, let him build it from the outside. I want to see him wrestle jonathan gresham i want to see him wrestle lee moriarty i want to see him wrestle kenny omega i want to see samoa joe and daniel bryan wrestle the young bucks you know i want to see him wrestle john moxley at Bloodsport. i want to see him wrestle josh barnett at Bloodsport. i want to see all of it i think daniel bryan can do more from the outside to help WWE than he ever could. And if they're smart, they let him go. And then when he's ready, bring him back into the fold. The only problem I have with that is, you know, it's something that Dan Bryan's openly talked about. There was an interview. Um, I think it was right before that main event match last week where he said like his, his neck is a wreck or something to that effect, you know, where he is, he is in rough shape and in, in, in some ways where he has had these injuries. Uh, so it's fair to question like, just how much he could do like that. And it's, of course, it is so easy to imagine these dream matches. Nando saying uh, Okada versus Dana Bryan in Wrestle Kingdom, that'd be something great for the wrestling world. And if you're talking about AEW, there, there, there's definitely, I can't, I can't imagine the amount of buzz that would get. And people, even the one, as soon as the news broke that his contract expired, the internet blew up like, oh, you know, he go, him going to AEW would be the equivalent of Kurt Angle going to TNT back in the day. Like, that, it is that big of a move. It could really, like, you know, to go off to what Tony Khan said in past, no, tip this the balance of power in a, in a very in a new way. Um, if Dan like if Dan Ryan like did leave, and I I I don't think he will, and that's my 
you know, stubborn WWE loyalty talking probably. But if he did leave, I'd have to imagine he, I don't see him necessarily. Actually, I don't know. Well, they W at least, you know, he, they, it is that spirit of collaboration. He could work elsewhere as well. Um, but you're mentioning like Lee Moriarty, Jonathan Gresham. Like I see more like AW would probably be the most likely non WWE destination. And then, maybe work with new japan slash impact through them but like why but like he loves ring of honor he does of course he does uh, ring of honor is in his blood i get i really would want to see him against like i said john gresham jay lethal uh roosh tony deppin new tv champion brian johnson who apparently thinks he's the best wrestler in the world according to an interview that you conducted with him the mecca brian johnson i'd like to see brian danielson slap him down and knock him down a few times you know these things that all could happen brian danielson jimmy lloyd on some on some gcw show why not like let's just have daniel wrestle everybody you know it'll be a lot of fun yeah i i'd even allow daniel to wrestle the invisible man and i'd probably get a <laughs> kick out of it look the you know, he needs to walk up to Scorpio Sky on Dynamite and go, Hi, Harold. How have you been after the anger management sessions? Like, we need to do this stuff. I think Brian helps it more from the outside in. That being said, if he stays, I think he should go to NXT. I'd like to see Daniel Bryan against Pete Dunne. Yeah, I think for me, that's that was very much my, my reaction when he lost last week. Like, oh, he'll, he'll go to NXT. He'll work with these young, the younger guys. It'll be great. Uh, and that would be awesome. And now it's like, well, his contract expired. So I don't know what he's doing. Robert, as the resident Ring of Honor guy, of course, I would love to see him in Ring of Honor, right? Like, I would lose my mind if Dan O'Brien popped up. Like, my favorite, one of my favorite all-time wrestlers popped up in Ring of Honor. But the company he, like... Yeah, he was he obviously they've got the foundation. He is the foundation. Like there's there's a lot of awesome stuff there. That'd be amazing. But like, I don't know. It's it's I don't know. I hope he stays in a lot of ways. And I, I entirely hear what you're saying. Or he could he could do a lot of good even for WWE by by leaving. Um I would I'd be pretty sad to see him go though, I will say. As just like that's that'd be a pretty big loss. So you never know. I don't know. I do, I mean, and you know. For me, something like that, a move like Samoa Joe would be pretty darn similar in a lot of ways. Like Samoa Joe, not see, but Joe is different because Joe got Got, released. Yeah, yeah. Brian can show up anywhere he wants right now. Brian could show up uh, on Dynamite next week. Brian can show up legitimately anywhere. It is worth pointing out. I think we got one comment earlier about the ninety-day no-compete clause. He didn't get released. His contract yeah. expired. So he, as far as I know, he can just show up. He could have shown up on Wednesday at Blood and Guts and yeah. they could have said nothing. So there is that air of excitement. You know, it could very well turn out that a couple months down the road, he just he's back in WWE. I don't know. That's the fun thing. There's no way to really know. There's no way to know what he's thinking. Um, and it'll just be an, it's an, an interesting thing to kind of watch out for. And that, we talked about it during the, when the releases happen. Like when you've got you know this pool of talent getting released, like it's interesting to see where they go. Now you've got this huge fish in the pond, Dana Bryan. It's like who can just go now? Yeah, you know there's there something pretty cool about that. Um, I don't know. You know, it's it's interesting to think about. Like, well, stay could... tuned, and we'll we'll have all of every bit of news for you at WrestleZone.com, and obviously. Daniel Bryan's a big story, but SmackDown was great. Everything in the world of wrestling. We're hitting that post WrestleMania slump. 
but that doesn't mean content stops. Content keeps going because just here on our own channels, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we've got interviews like the one I mentioned, Colin with Brian Johnson. We've got Dominic interviewing Will Allday, who is just on AEW Dark Elevation or AEW Dark. He's just, he just on their programming. The Bill Pritchard constantly doing great interviews. So much content in our podcast feed. It's all great. Uh, Colin's here. What are you here? Mondays with John Clark. You're here Tuesdays with John Clark. Of course, we got those degenerate D'Angelo's doing two dynamite dudes with the attitude. And they're rebooking WCW 98 just for the hell of it on their WCW rewritten page. It's all good. Check out all that. Check me out on Twitter at DudeFleece. Check me out everywhere at DudeFleece. Check me out over at Fightful.com. Check out Fightful Select. There's so much synergy in this world of wrestling journalism that we are in. And Colin, would you like to say any parting words? Because I, I just completely uh, stole your thunder there, bud. No, man. It makes, makes my job easier. I'm sitting here chilling, you know. Um, no, but like we always do everything we can here at WrestleZone to keep you guys entertained, whether it's the news, the, the post shows we do, the interviews, whatever it may be. We always do our very best to you know help maximize the enjoyment of wrestling however we can. And we appreciate your support, uh, whether it's watching this show, whether it's checking out the interviews, whether it's checking out other, other, other shows, whatever it may be. We always appreciate it. We thank you uh, for, your, for your continued support. And just make sure to, leave, again, leave your like, subscribe, show that support, because we definitely do appreciate it. Uh, and yes, we are in the WrestleMania slump, but things will get better. And as even though we spent several minutes tonight criticizing WWE, got to, got to keep that hope that things will get better uh someday maybe even maybe even next week maybe maybe next week things will be better in, in some way uh but that's just part of part of the experience of being a, a, a wrestling fan and, and a wwe fan and that sometimes things are great sometimes things aren't so great uh and sometimes it's a bit of both and that's totally fine because no matter what at the end of the day here else is only do one thing above all others robert can you tell me what that is we simply enjoy wrestling indeed thanks for listening everybody <laughs>